from Tampa Bay. You are tuned in to Happy Hour. The following message is from Dwayne the Mattress Guy from Mattress by Appointment Hillsborough. Hey, Ryan, it's calling in for Hoppy in the Morning. Your podcast's been killing it lately. Been loving it, been loving it. Got the good vibes going. Nice job. That's right. We're doing 50 to 80% off retail. We've got the $25 down plan. You've got to call me, text me. You know my number, 813-452-5555. We'll set up a private showing. Come take a look at all the queens that we have on display, but I've also got kings, foals, and twins. Whatever you like, we're taking on the same day. Just the other day, a guy was in uh, Javain came in, uh, I think two weeks ago. He was looking for a king, got the mattress and the box spring, and uh, he had a 1 o'clock appointment with me on, I think it was on a Thursday, and we had it in his bedroom before 2 o'clock. It was like 10 minutes to 2, I was pulling up to his house. So, I mean, it's not easy, and, uh, you know, I take care of my people. One-on-one, I don't have a bunch of employees. Yeah, 813-452-5555, Ryan, you're doing a good job there. Thanks a lot. Appreciate all your help, and that's why I love uh, using uh, Mattress by Appointment to sponsor the podcast. Take it easy, man. Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. The other stations are tuned in too. Oh, yes. This is Hoppy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy. Call the show. 856 49 Hoppy. It's 856 494 6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio. You can always email me, Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com and if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app which I don't know why you're not listening to it on the iHeartRadio app we're on all platforms by searching Hoppy Radio but if you go to the iHeartRadio app and you look up Hoppy Radio we have the talkback feature where you can leave me a a message and I will be sure to play it on air we have so much to get into so let me let you guys know now, I work in sports radio now. I work at 95.3 WDAE with Ian Beckles and Jay Retcher. And since it's sports talk radio there, it's more breaking down the X's and O's, which is what the audience wants, which is why they are one of the best in the country. And I'm not just saying that because I work there. They put in a lot of prep and a lot of effort. So if I had a show at 95.3 WDAE, this would not be content that I would bring to sports radio. But since this is happy hour, which fits more of the top 40 throwback hip hop alternative music morning show vibe, I'll talk about it. You see what I'm saying? Like if I was on sports radio, I wouldn't talk about this, but I'm not on sports radio currently with my own show. So I'm going to talk about it. It's the elephant in the room that no Buccaneer fan wants to talk about. It's the elephant in the room. It's a little uncomfortable, a little weird. Um, it's um everything Thomas Brady. Tom Brady. Forever and ever he's been portrayed as the perfect man. Well, actually, it's only been like the last, I would say, eight to ten years when he had those inflated balls. He wasn't really liked when he got in trouble for uh, Spygate. That was more Bill Belichick, but he was there. Then he had the tuck rule in the Super Bowl. You've had a lot of moments where Tom Brady was kind of the villain. He was kind of hated, especially when he had that Bieber hair. With any wins in New England the last few years and him and Gronk become buddies, I think he became more likable when Gronk was on the team and definitely more likable when Aaron Hernandez went to jail because no one really likes hanging out with a murderer. No one goes, oh, hell yeah. 
May he burn in hell. Well, here's the thing. Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers. It's Tampa Bay. Everything's crazy. Everything's wild. It's a party. Who would have thought in 2020, oh, Tom Brady would be a Buccaneer. You know, it was weird. But I feel like this grand parade, this grand image we've had of Thomas Brady, the man that was drafted in the sixth round, and proved everybody wrong. The man that replaced Drew Bledsoe. The man that's won seven rings. The man that was, and now if I was on sports radio, I wouldn't say this, but the man that was with Bridget Moynihan and totally waited until he was completely single to begin dating Giselle. There was no, you know, crossover. Not at all. He totally went, Bridget, we are officially single while she was allegedly pregnant and then went to Giselle. I mean, it's a little bit of Haley Bieber vibes. Shut up! I'm just saying. But here's the thing. Now there's rumors that the marriage could be heading for a divorce. And I kind of saw this coming a little bit. Tom Brady's been playing in the NFL since 2000, 2001, one of those years. And he's a guy where at any training camp, if he played for, well, when he played for the Patriots, because he did, and when he's played for the Buccaneers, every snap, if it's kneeling at the end of the, of the game, if you win or whatever, the simplest played, a quarterback kneel, walking off the field, he did everything with the utmost passion you could ever see in somebody. So then when he's like gone for 10, 11 days and you don't really know where he went and then he didn't really say much. He wasn't like, oh, I just needed a refresher, had a little bit of a midlife crisis, need a vacation for 10 days, but now I'm ready for the season. When you never really address what happened, it's not our business if he was retired, but it's our business because it makes us wonder what's going on with the Buccaneers. Are they going to be good this year or is he going to have his mind in other places? And it's just, um, I really think he pissed off Giselle when uh, he retired. And even when he wrote that long post, he never said, I'm officially done. He said things that were cryptic that kind of made him a more likable, pretty version of Brett Favre, where it's like, I might come back, but I'm not. The way he wrote it, it wasn't like, I'm 100% done. I'm never playing again. Then he comes back six weeks later. One has to wonder if maybe he didn't really want to be around Giselle. If they're having marriage problems, he's like, what am I going to do for the next half of my life? I'm 45, 46. So, you know, just, just saying. Spent all quarantine with her. And all we see are pictures of them. We don't know what their relationship's really like. And I think he's very much addicted to winning. I think he's very much addicted to football. And he had that whole TV show that was on ESPN Plus that was on back during the winter. And he had quote after quote about, we're not on this planet forever. Kobe inspired me, blah, blah, blah. So he's always been vocal. And now he's being quiet. Hmm. And quote from the uh, Daily Mail. They could be headed for divorce. NFL go. Tom Brady has not made up with wife Giselle Bundchen after she returned from furious solo vacation break triggered by his decision to unretire from football. 
And she kind of has that prissy, like uptight vibe where it's like, oh man, like high maintenance. Like you think if you're rich and you're listening, you think your 2022 Mercedes Benz is high maintenance. She's higher than any other maintenance. I don't know what that means. I'm just saying she seems like she's a lot of work. And I feel like he's like, I'd rather play football because we need to remember they are parents. They are brothers. They are husbands. They are everything. They are human beings. They're not just players. So think about when you've gotten into an argument with your girlfriend and then you got to go to work and then you're sending texts while at work. Every dude's been through it. Every female has been through it, but I can only relate as a heterosexual dude. So any dude out there, you know, like when you get into an argument with your girl and then it kind of subsides and it calms down while at work, but you go to work all a little uptight and then you guys make up water via text. Imagine having that concept, but you're an NFL quarterback and you're talking to the media and everybody's covering you. Just saying. Marital tensions between Giselle and Tom as they could be heading for divorce following an epic fight. And the fact that this is being reported, this isn't one of those epic fights where maybe you have to sleep on the couch for a few days. When there's an epic fight about you unretiring from football after you've done it all, I would say this is pretty legitimate. This is pretty, pretty legitimate. Tom agreed to retire from the sport back in the winter to spend more time with his family, but then unretired and unturned the decision, allegedly causing friction with his wife. So you're always traveling. You're always at training camp. So you're not around the kids. So finally you get to spend time with the kids or whatever. And then he signs that big ass deal to be a play-by-play announcer or a color commentator rather for Fox Sports when he retires. And I was talking to my PD this week and he was saying that that's a five days a week job, five day a week job. Like you only pretty much have Monday and Tuesday off. So if the kids are in school, when are they going to see their dad? So essentially, even if he didn't play football this year, he wasn't going to be around anyway. There's some weird vibe. And this is me as a celebrity trash show, not a sports show. Kind of seeing that maybe things aren't really good in the family. You know what I mean? A lot of times the people that always take perfect family portraits are the ones in open relationships, are the ones that are in business relationships with their wives, all the ones that go, oh my God, I love my wife. It's the ones you got to watch out for. Brazilian Giselle and the legendary quarterback who married in 09 shared children Vivian Lake 9 and Benjamin 12. He also has a 14-year-old son named John Edward with ex Bridget Moynihan, which was a hot-ass milf on uh, Blue Bloods. You know, the daughter of Tom Selleck. Oh, my God. Shut up! So The couple was last seen in public in June. And that's one thing, too. You would always see them out and about. I wonder what it's like when he makes all the money in the world, but he doesn't make that much money. He's not making Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers money because he doesn't make... At, like So he's making $20 million a year. That's a pretty good amount, I would say. But he's not making like eighty. Because he wants to have other players be added to the team because of the payroll. Because there's only so much money you have unless you're the Yankees or the Lakers or the Cowboys. But what I'm saying is Giselle makes more money than him. By far. 
And I wonder if there's been tension about that. I don't know. That's the thing. We sit here and we speculate over and over again. But we don't really know. But I'm just saying, Tom Brady's always been a guy where his head is in the game. Oh, yeah. He's just always focused in that. And this is the first time Thomas Brady has not been focused. And it's a little alarming. Next on Happy Hour. Now, I'm not somebody that likes to talk about big D energy a lot because you either have it or you don't. But it is definitely a concept. And so is small D energy. Having to be mean to people, having to be a narcissist, telling people that you created them, telling people that you made them. It makes you wonder why you have to do that. And one of the biggest examples of it is Proud Boys founder, Gavin McGinnis. He must be one of those dudes where he thinks he needs a magnum condom and he just needs a thin. So he's the guy that created the Proud Boys that just hate everything women because they have small penises and they were never given any attention in high school. And that's the thing too. When like you don't get laid in high school, just get laid in your 20s. Don't be a douchebag. So Gavin McGinnis was on the Anthony Cumia network, formerly of Opie and Anthony, and Anthony Cumia has not been the same since Opie and Anthony ended. I've subscribed five times, and I go, this is just not Opie and Anthony. He's the reason I'm in radio. Don't like a lot of the things he said, but I also respect him. And he has a network of podcasts, and Gavin McGinnis was on it, and he was always this edgelord with his little handlebar facial hair, and he's so cool. Well, he was seen vacationing with a beer on a boat after staging a fake arrest live on his podcast. And that doesn't surprise me at all. Because who has even talked about the Proud Boys recently? Oh, wow, you're sexist and you believe in the 1950s. Cool. Burn in hell. People were offended by them at first. And then they went, oh, whatever. Let's just ignore those small D douchebags. You know what I'm saying? So Gavin McGinnis is like, I've been irrelevant. Let me do a wacky morning zoo prank. He put up a picture of himself on a boat in the south of France after allegedly faking his own broadcast. The controversial writer, commentator, and I love how they say this, comedian, is being criticized by his fans for faking and apprehension by the feds for attention. I have met over... Now, when I say met, a lot of times it was interviewing or in person, but I have met about 70 comedians in my life, most of them over, overcompensating douchebags, but um, that always have to be so funny because they're sad inside, but they're funny. They're not really fun to be around, but they're funny. Gavin McGinnis has never made me laugh. Oh my God, the way you're sexist <laughs> and you think COVID's not real. Oh, you're so funny, bro. <laughs> he just looks like such a tool. And here's the audio from his fake arrest. You know what this is? Remember, um, never mind. I was going to talk about uh, a certain Orlando morning show that had their divorce papers uh, served on air, but uh, you can Google that. It was fake. It's the most hack prank ever. Mm-hmm. All right, here is Gavin McGinnis 
is being served papers on his podcast. We're shooting a show. Can we do this another time? Yeah. Yeah. Shows him leaving his desk wearing a censored shirt. Uh, I'll get a lawyer and we will sit down and have a conversation. We'll schedule a meeting. Oh, yeah. I didn't let you in. I didn't let you in. I just had my sidekick let you in because I need attention because I'm an irrelevant hack. Oh, my God. I am such a fan of Gavin McGinnis, everyone says. No, they don't. 856-49-HOPPY. Speaking of small D energy, but this guy actually cracks me up because he offends everybody, Tucker Carlson. (laughs) I find him repulsive. I find him to be a POS. But, oh, my God, the outrage that he causes liberals, Tucker Carlson, is hilarious. Here's this quote. When you work in TV, Hollywood dreams about you. Tucker Carlson dons his sexy glasses and mocks Jennifer Lawrence for claiming she has nightmares about Tucker Carlson's show by her Trump-supporting family. I swear, man. I swear. If you are having nightmares about Tucker Carlson and connecting it to your Trump-supporting family... That's not really about Trump. That's not really about Tucker Carlson. It's about you having family issues and you're projecting it onto something else. It was just a part of the plot line in your dream. Like one time I had a nightmare about my dad getting into a car crash and uh, everybody was mad at him in traffic. And Jennifer Lawrence would have taken that dream and been like, oh, your dad should have not gone 80 miles per hour in the dream. That's not the point. My point is I haven't seen my dad in eight years because he's dead and we weren't close and now I'm being haunted by it from the beyond. She did the same thing with this. It has nothing to do with Tucker Carlson. It has nothing to do with your family. It has everything to do with the fact that you're not close with them. And honestly, I believe that Tucker Carlson has the Alex Jones syndrome of just saying things to say things and then you believe it. Because when you say such outlandish things all the time, you're going to have to believe it. Oh my God, the people that like will quote Tucker Carlson, it's okay to like think he's entertaining or watchable. But when you quote Tucker Carlson or Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson or Dan Bagino, I believe his name is, or Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. When you quote all these guys, I don't like being around you, man. You're not cool. And the same goes with the liberals. If you're quoting Anderson Cooper, Rachel Maddow is irrelevant ass. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not really wanting to hang out with you. But here's the audio of Tucker Carlson making fun of Jennifer Lawrence. When you decide to work in television, you lose control of a lot of things, foremost the way other people perceive you. So can it really be your fault? Are you really responsible if major Hollywood starlets dream about you? Maybe it's the sexy glasses. Who knows? We can only speculate. Trace Gallagher has the details for us though tonight. Yeah, and just so you get the total dichotomy of this, Tucker, it's important to note that while Jennifer Lawrence sees you in her head at night, you know, the nightmares when she sleeps, she's likely not watching you now, but her parents are probably watching you because they're fans. And as Jennifer notes in the October issue of Vogue, the 2016 election has caused tension among her Kentucky family. Quote- I swear, 
When family gets political, it's like, oh my God. Shut up. I swear to God. I remember my grandpa used to say, you don't talk about sex, money, politics, or religion. And now that's all we talk about. Here, I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand. It's di- it doesn't really sound like it's about Trump or Tucker anymore. It's so hard to forgive my dad because he voted for the right. Oh, I bet you're so much fun to be around, Jennifer. You're a real angel. Different. The information they're getting is different. Their life is different. I'm sorry. I'm just unleashing. But I should probably go to a shrink. Daddy issues! Daddy issues! Happy Hour will be right back. (sighs) Oh yeah, it's following segment. Who should I attach this to? Rich Keeley, the best barber in all of the Bay Area for all the info. RichKBarber.com Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Well... It was good while it lasted, I guess. But, Sheriff, the glory hole is the pride and joy of Dougal County. Fella found an even older glory hole two towns over. Lord knows I ain't looking forward to telling the tourism board about this. Such an elegant concept. A simple, lowly hole to commemorate his glory. Happy hour. Happy hour. Oh yeah. Today in hypocrisy. If Hunter Biden did if let me redo that. If Donald Trump Jr. did what Hunter Biden has done, he'd be crucified. But all the losers on the left keep defending Hunter Biden. And if you are defending Hunter Biden but going after Trump, I don't want to hang out with you. I like people that are right in the middle, that are not uh, one-sided. Because there's scumbags everywhere on the right. And on the left, there's Nancy Pelosi. 70% of Americans think that Hunter Biden's laptop is important. You don't say having a bunch of corruption on your flash drive and being tied to other countries and having a weird sex tape where you are banging an Asian hooker and doing crack. You're saying that's kind of a big deal when it's the son of the free world. Oh, but Donald Trump Jr. is banging the girl from Fox News. That's so problematic. I'm over it. You know what I'm going to do? I will vote for the presidential candidate who goes, I'm done. And I don't know if it's daylight saving or savings time. Either way, you get rid of it. I vote for you. It could be Hunter Biden in boxers smoking a crack pipe with nine Asian hookers. And I'm voting for you. But until then, shut up. Tired of it. Tired of the hypocrisy. I'm tired of the fact that I have to go to the Daily Mail for news coverage and that Americans are going to CNN or Fox News one-sided. You want to really hear what's going on in this dumb failure of a country known as America? Oh, it's so good because we began on such good morals. Yeah, go to the Daily Mail to get honest uh, news. That's one of the most trippiest uh, (coughs) uh, thoughts, you know? 
after you smoke. Uh, one of the trippiest uh, shower thoughts is how pathetic of a country America is. It began by a bunch of dumb white men who believed in God, who didn't like women and anybody else that had any other different skin color. And Abraham Lincoln comes in and does okay, wins the war, whatever. And the 1920s happens and then there's more racism and then Martin Luther King's around and now we're here. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, but, oh, it's, it's America. If you ever ask anybody, you bring up all the bad parts of America, the fact that the boomers ruined everything, the fact that women are not treated, women are not treated equally, the fact that racism is not over with, the fact that abortion should be legal across the board. And whenever you tell somebody who's real American about it, they go, <laughs> they don't have an answer for you. This country sucks. I'd rather live here than any other place in the world. But that doesn't mean this country is not a pathetic piece of crap. Oh, we're putting money into all of these new buildings in downtown St. Pete. Yet I see homeless people all down US 19. Every major city has it. Leonardo DiCaprio has his sights on dating Gigi Hadid, which we got to give Leonardo DiCaprio a round of applause. He's really growing up before our eyes. Well, first of all, literally, because he's 47, but also... He's becoming better. After his split from Camila Maroney, who was 25, he wants to date someone who's 27. So only a 20-year difference, not a 22-year. And I have no problem with older men dating younger women at all. I think it should be an equal playing field. If a woman wants to be a cougar, Hell yeah, a round of applause. Why is it that everybody celebrates cougars, but when a man does it, he's a creep? Here's when it's problematic. It's not problematic when you don't previously know the person. It becomes problematic when, let's say you're in a theater group or something, and you're like 22, 23 years old, and you're hanging out, and some of the people you've seen for four to five years go from 14 to 18 or 19, I think you should never bang that person because you saw them as a teenager. Now, if you meet an 18 or 19-year-old and it's legally legal, it's as legal as it comes, okay. It's not moral. I don't want you to date my daughter if I ever have one, but at the same time, it's acceptable. But when you're grooming somebody and you see somebody go from like eighth grade, because you know how they grow crazy from eighth grade to 12th grade? Even now, eighth graders, you're like, Jesus Christ, how old are you? If you're grooming somebody, if you're in like a theater group or you're in the nightclub business or whatever, and you saw them when they were in eighth grade and now you're banging them when they're 19 or 20, I don't want to hang around you. So it goes both ways. I even think the women that are like, uh, you know, the, the teachers that are banging the teenagers, I think they're predators too. I just think we all should just have fun and not break the rules because there is a lot of love out there for cougars. I mean, they're awesome. I mean, they're great. Just do it legally. 856-49-HOPPY. It's 856-494-6773. Now, I got to tread lightly through this. It's a lot of people in this world are fighting through addiction. 
And you never want to give up on somebody that's an addict. But my God, Bam Margera might be the most despicable addict of all time. Everybody wants to help him. And every time he sneaks out of his rehab, he goes and does cocaine and heroin or whatever he's doing. There was a TikTok of him with the most white of trashes I've ever seen. Even these people in the car. They looked like they would listen to Logic and Eminem, just really skinny white guys. And they had a they had a uh they had a saw in the car and they had hammers. I'm like, what are you doing? Then he goes back to rehab. He's also made a lot of noise whenever he's gone to different places. Like he's demolished front rooms and nice apartments and hotels. Bad Margera's a maniac. Well, he just got let go from rehab. The first thing he does is he goes to a Florida bar at 1 a.m. Yeah. He was seen enjoying a drink at Tavern 57 in Sarasota on Monday. Man, that's how far your life has fallen. You're hanging out in Sarasota on a Monday night. Happy hour. Happy hour. The 941 loves me. Happy hour will be right back. Oh, yeah. This following segment was brought to you by WestChasePrinting.com, the best printing company. Happy hour. Happy hour. Listen to me, Randy. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, whether you're white or black or Sasquatch even. As long as you follow your dream, no matter how crazy or against the law it is, Except for Sasquatch. If you're Sasquatch, the rules are different. Forget it, Meatwad. I'm a circus freak. That's all I'll ever be. Whatever. Money. Oh, Hoppy now. 856-49-Hoppy. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The Listen to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Ah, welcome back. I'm your host, Ryan Hoppy. Call the show 856-49-Hoppy. Say 56-494-6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio and you can always email me. Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com. And if you go to the iHeartRadio app and you search up Hoppy Radio, H O P P E Radio, you can always leave me a, mo- a message on the talkback button. Also, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Spreaker, Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Odyssey, Deezer, by searching up Hoppy Radio, H O P P E Radio. All righty. Courtney Love, or no, wait, not Courtney Love. Courtney Cox is a little mad at Kanye West. No! Happy Hot Topic! Now, I couldn't play the uh, TikTok because it has uh, music that's copywritten, but it was her looking annoyed while Heartless was being played. We're calling this the one where Courtney Cox pokes fun at Kanye West. I get what they did there. Every single episode of Friends was the one with, so they put that in there as the joke. (laughs) Good writing. How did that happen? Well, it all happened because of the rapper's recent Instagram post. Just 
Just do something from our heart. Which read, I actually didn't write the tweet that said Friends wasn't funny either, but I wish I had. Friends is like just corny. I feel like if it came out now, it wouldn't be as popular, but it's funny. I don't know. I love when people try to be so negative. They're like, oh yeah, Friends isn't that funny. I don't know. It's okay. It's solid. It's whatever. Like if you really hate Friends that much, you're not someone I want to hang out with. Also, if you think Seinfeld is the greatest show ever, you're also somebody I don't really want to hang out with. A reference to this viral screen grab, apparently faked by fans, which surfaced after Court's Friends co-star Jennifer Aniston posted that it wasn't funny to vote for Kanye in the 2020 election. Oh, but it's so funny to just, uh, I don't know, she's done nothing wrong. She just annoys me. She just like, ugh. Ste this reminds me of salmon. As a rock. Now, are you with me? All right, let's do it. Come on. Okay. So Court, a.k.a. Monica, shared this video, jamming out to Kanye's song Heartless before noticing his message. I gotta skip over because of music. Um, the fact that Courtney Cox is really letting this get to her, it's like you're letting Kanye win. I love all these celebrities. Oh, we're gonna clap back. Oh, wow. You gave them the attention they wanted. It's like whatever a radio show host bashes me or the audience. Okay, you're talking about me. Cool. Courtney's caption? I bet the old Kanye thought Friends was funny. Probably not. I don't think there ever was an old Kanye. I think the old Kanye was just medicated. Okay. Uh, I got it. I got to skip over this because of the music. All right. Ah. Did you know that Zac Efron fell into depression after Baywatch? I didn't think it was that bad, but I get it, man. I get it. You were in my Baywatch movie. <laughs> Zac Efron's bod was rock hard in the 2017 hit Baywatch, but he's not interested in looking like that ever again. Yeah, he's like, that was pretty dumb. It's really weird when you get into really good shape. Like when I did the keto diet, I got into really good shape. And then it's just all downhill from there. Like you reach where you want to go and then you don't even think you're that skinny. And then three years later, you look at pictures and you go, oh my God, I was that skinny. In a new interview with Men's Health, the 34-year-old looked back on bulking up for the blockbuster. I feel old hearing that Zac Efron's 34, man. Admitting that the look just really isn't attainable. Quote, there's just too little water in the skin. It's fake. It looks CGI, mm -hmm. and that required Lasix powerful diuretics to achieve. So I don't need to do that. I much prefer to have an extra, you know, two to three percent body fat. <laughs> oh, what a first world problem! You have two more percent body fat. I'm like at twenty eight percent. Shut up, Zach. Oh, I just have like a small gut. Shut up. Go make the neighbors three and shut up added that he faced some long-term negative effects from his extreme Baywatch training and dieting. Yeah, I feel like he's not the rock. He's not built for that. Feeling, quote, I started to develop insomnia and I fell into a pretty bad depression. For there is something really depressing about doing a diet where you're not eating what you want. It's just really awkward. For a long time. Something about that experience burned me out and I had a really hard time recentering. Ultimately, they chalked it up to taking way too many diuretics for way too long, and it messed something up. You even looked at him in the Baywatch movie, and you're like, oh my God, that must have been a lot of work to obtain. The other thing of an example of an actor doing something to their body is when uh, 
Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he got all fat. Like, that takes a lot of work. Zach then began to change his approach to fitness and confessed that he almost considered letting himself go. He should have. He should have just gone all Brendan Fraser, which, uh, by the way, we got Brendan Fraser news. Brendan Fraser in tears amid his renaissance. Hell yeah, I'm glad he's making a comeback, man. We were too mean to him. He made solid movies. He was a joke in the 2000s for no reason. It's exciting. The actor cried tears of joy as he received a six-minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. <laughs> that is a long ovation. I'd be crying too. I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this. I'm an introvert. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve six minutes of an ovation, but that's like a long time. Like clapping for 10 seconds feels like a lot. A six-minute ovation? Man, he really did make The Mummy. I guess he deserves it. Blast from the Past is a real good movie, but The Mummy's solid. The Blast from the Past doesn't get enough credit. You could say fans are getting a blast from the past as the actor- I like what he did there. <laughs> that was good writing who burst onto the scene in the 90s steps back into the spotlight with the lead role in The Whale. Yeah. Dream come true. Brandon was visibly moved and clearly humbled by the audience's reaction. <laughs> One famous fan applauding from afar, Dwayne Johnson, Brendan's Mummy Returns co-star. Yeah, I bet Dwayne Johnson really took a lot of mentoring from Brendan Fraser. He seems like someone that would do that. Shared his well wishes and thanks to Brendan after the clip went viral, tweeting, quote, Man, this makes me so happy to see this beautiful ovation for Brendan. He supported me coming into his Mummy Returns franchise for my first ever role, which kicked off my Hollywood career. Rooting for all your success, brother. For Brendan's latest role, he makes an epic transformation. He's completely unrecognizable, playing a 600-pound man. His Hell yeah. character is a writing instructor struggling to reconnect with his teenage daughter, played by Stranger Things' Sadie Sink. Oh, so basically, it's just a fat version of Alec Baldwin. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy Hour will be right back. Oh, yes. Following segment was brought to you by Amir Academy of Martial Arts at amiracademy.com. Monday through Saturday, he has classes for amateurs, for people that want to be professional fighters, for kids. He has women self-defense and more. For all the info, amiracademy.com. Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? This little guy. Buddy, if I had a peanut, I'd give it to you. Hey, who's got a peanut for turtle face? Don't, he's allergic. Live from Tampa Bay, you are tuned in to Happy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. 
all right, I can't play this video because they're playing just a limit and I got copyright. Sue Bird played her final game in the WNBA. Good for her. One of the all-time greats. And honestly, if you hate on the WNBA, man, it's like, shut up. Yeah, it's obviously not as like exciting as the NBA, but man, it's like, it's total sexism. I'll see people comment like, that, that doesn't look like the kitchen. And it's like, yeah. Cool. You're sexist and you wonder why you don't get laid. Justin Bieber is calling it quits on the remainder of his Justice World Tour. The 28-year-old singer announced Tuesday on his Instagram that he's pulling the plug on dozens of performances scheduled through next March. In yeah, it's a lot of traveling. But he's also going to probably regret it because he's going to have to hang out with Haley. Order to prioritize his health. Writing in part, earlier this year, I went public about my battle with Ramsey Hunt syndrome, where my face was partly paralyzed. As the result of this illness, I was not able to complete the North America leg of the Justice Tour. After resting and consulting with my doctors, family, and team, I went to Europe in an effort to continue with the tour. I performed six live shows, but it took a real toll on me. This past weekend, I performed at Rock in Rio, and I gave everything I have to the people of Brazil. After getting off stage, the exhaustion overtook me, and I realized that I needed to make my health the priority right now. So I'm going to take a break from touring for the time being. Justin concluded his statement by thanking his fans for their continued love and support throughout this difficult time. Yeah, I feel like he really just wanted to rush back, and his body was like, nope. Adding, I'm going to be okay but I need time to rest and get better. You said that last month before you made your grand return. Are you being serious now? I've been so proud to bring this show and our message of justice to the world. Hell yeah. Thank you for your prayers and support throughout all of this. I love you all passionately. I ain't praying, but if I'm praying, I'm praying to manifest a full-time job. I, I mean, I wish Bieber nothing but the best, but that's such narcissism. You don't need to pray for me. We're not. After COVID-related delays, the pop star kicked off his tour back in March, but suffered several setbacks, including his Ramsey Hunt syndrome diagnosis in June. At the time, the singer opened up about his condition on Instagram, illustrating to his fans that he wasn't able to blink, smile, or move his nostril on one side of his face. Sounds healthy. Um, but let me go on tour in two weeks. Yeah, not the smartest decision, bud. This eye is not blinking. Yeah. I can't smile on this side of my face. That's healthy. This nostril will not move. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I am one. Uh, was this because of cocaine? So there's full paralysis in this side of my face. So for those who are frustrated by my cancellations of- I'll be back in two weeks and make myself even worse and then cancel forever. Next shows, um, I'm just physically, obviously not- <laughs> capable of doing them yeah uh this is pretty serious as you <laughs> but i'll be on tour and make myself even worse you can see um i wish this wasn't the case yeah we all do but obviously my body's telling me i gotta slow down justin my mind's telling me no but my body's telling me yes shared at the time that the illness was the result of a virus in his ear that affected his facial nerves that sucks ear pain is the worst it's like an underrated pain it's like God, you're a bitch. Despite the prognosis, the baby singer kept his spirits up and assured fans that he would take all the time he needs to recuperate. 
Why are you referencing Baby as a song? He's had a million songs since then. Let me bring up the, the, the really bad song from 09. Fans offered their well wishes to the Grammy winner, who also relied on his wife, Haley Bieber's... She's totally not a side chick. <laughs> ...support as he recovered. While making an appearance on Good Morning America, in yeah. June, the 25-year-old model gave an update on how her husband was doing. He's doing really well. He He's doing so good that he's going to have to come home for two weeks. We're just saying this to make you think he's doing okay, so you buy concert tickets, but he's not doing good. Is getting better every single day. Oh, totally. Um, he's feeling... But in two weeks, he's going to have to take a year off. Oh, he's getting so much better, though. A lot better, and obviously it was just a very scary and random situation to have. I don't think it was random. Happen, but um, he's going to be totally okay. And That's good. Apple set to announce upgrades to its iPhones later today, but if it's not in your budget or if you're just not ready for an upgrade, Becky has ways to make your phone last a little longer. I'm not going to, I'll play a little bit of this, but let me just tell you, I'm like afraid of my iPhone because it's got the two year thing where all of a sudden it starts to like act up after two years and usually they launch a phone every two years. What a concept. Ever since Jobs died, that company just lost its integrity. Good morning, Becky. It's like going to Chick-fil-A. Like, you feel like a scumbag, but you're like, ah, it's good. Robin, good morning. We don't know what'll be in the window of this Apple store behind me later today, but we do expect the iPhone 14 to drop. Oh, 14 iPhones. Hasn't been good since like eight. And if past pricing patterns are a predictor of what's going to be 1800 <laughs> Good reporting. I mean today that entry price point could be 750 800 so if that's a little bit tight for your budget you may be looking at your old phone asking can you hold on for just one more year i kind of relate to that it's adorable if your phone is not feeling fresh and peppy you may be considering one of the new apple or android phones dropping this fall oh android I don't mind Androids. I don't care. But being in a group text with people that have, there's always like one or two people that have an Android and then it doesn't go blue and then it's like green. And it's like not annoying, but it's just annoying. But to save money, could you just give your old phone a makeover? <sighs> We're done with this. Give a phone a makeover. It's a phone. It's taking over the world. Uh, this headline's probably not going to really translate to radio. Get an exclusive look at Sunday Night Football's new logo. Yeah, just go Google that. I don't think, unless Marconi came back from the dead and can translate and put audio into your brain and you can see the visual of what the news clip's being talked about, I don't think there's an upgrade to audio. I think it only goes to your ear. So me playing a clip of them announcing the new logo for Sunday Night Football would not have really translated. You know what Ellis doesn't really translate? This Rich Paul and Adele relationship. Oh, I'm sure he's totally not banging side checks that he gets because he's an NBA agent. He's so loyal to Adele. Adele and Rich Paul married. Her fans have definitely found a potential clue. That Why? Because she wore a ring? 34-year-old singer shared pics from her Beverly Hills home to her Instagram on Sunday. She looks old as hell. She's not even that old. As she celebrated her first Emmy win for her TV concert, Adele, One Night Only. In the third snap of the post, which showed the trophy sitting on her coffee table. Cool, you got a trophy. 
a personalized game that read The Pauls could be seen in the background, mm. which prompted a flurry of comments from excited fans, guessing that the secretive star has tied the knot with her bow. While you are debating if she's tying the knot with her bow or not, he's probably banging an NBA side check. He's LeBron James's agent. He's Ben Simmons' agent, which isn't saying much. But, uh, yeah, he's got access to a lot of women. Tech Bytes, the big event at Apple today. The company is expected to unveil the iPhone 14. Reports say we should expect at least two updates to the Apple Watch and possibly more information on Apple's rumored virtual reality headset. I feel like people that have an Apple Watch just bought it because they had the money and they feel like they need it. I look at the Apple Watch and I go, I'm good, man. I am so good. Google is also planning a big reveal, announcing a rollout event for next month. The company will launch its Pixel 7 phones powered by a next generation chip. Also, its Pixel Watch, the first smartwatch built by Google inside and out. And there will be new Nest devices as well. And everybody in Newport Ritchie will be sure to buy those Androids. Happy hour. Happy hour. Hour will be right back. This following segment was brought to you by quadpod.com, QODPOD.com slash Ryan Hoppy, the best podcast network out there. It's also been brought to you by com, our affiliate every Thursday at 5 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. Central. It's also been brought to you by Mattress by Appointment, Dwayne, the mattress guy. He's the man. <laughs> A one three four five two five 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 five. It's A one three four five two five 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 five. Also, this is being brought to you by FitsageFitness.com.net, rather. FitsageFitness.net. Devin Prasad is the best trainer in all of the Bay Area. And finally, DBInfusions.com, which the website's down, so <laughs> I just checked. Don't go there. Happy hour. Someone hook me up with a flame. I'm having a nook fit. Uh, light him up. Meet what? Here. Encourage him in his habit. That's a good smoker. When did you start smoking? This morning. I rose my rifter. I'm going to tear up. We shall acquire some wine on the way to the mall. And then you can get tore up. And pass out in the hot sun. That's my boy. I don't think Meatwad should be hanging around with these moon people. He's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. No! Hoppy Hot Topic! So Jaden, as you undermine my behavior just like my whole family always has. Yeah. With I hope she gets better. I will pray for her. Pray for what? Brittany. Okay. I've always been okay with the free Britney movement. I like the idea of it and what it did for Britney, but I don't even know if I do anymore. Here's what I mean. It was a bunch of cloud chasers that wanted attention, and it was like their fantasy football. It was fantasy football for the LGBTQ plus community. It was fantasy football for women. It was fantasy football for Gen Z. Everyone had a podcast. It was whatever. But you guys haven't left her alone since she's been free. I'm not going to play any more of this because I don't want to cover Britney Spears trashing her son. But man, Britney, 
If your family's trashing you publicly, be the better person. Okay. I'm not saying it was good for her to be under a conservative ship, and obviously her family sucks, but just because her family sucks and K-Fed's a loser, and I'm not going to speak about her kids because they're teenagers with a crazy mom, that doesn't mean Britney Spears is also potentially not a bad person. And that's what I think it's forgotten in this manner. Is And I was thinking about it because Britney Spears, if she was really confident, would just go, if you guys want to talk to me, that's fine. But when you're trashing them and responding to them, you're really not that much different. And again, she doesn't deserve the life she has lived. She has been sexualized since when she was on that Disney club show or whatever it was, the Mickey Mouse club, or where that guy was like, you're going to get a boyfriend someday. Yeah, she's always been bothered. She's always been creeped out. She's always been manipulated. Doesn't mean she's not potentially a bad person. I just have had this epitome. I don't think any of us know who Britney is, obviously. And frankly, at the end of the day, I don't think Britney knows who Britney is. Britney just went to a bar for the first time at 40. Not that you should go to a bar, but because you are so famous, you couldn't go to a bar. That is a sad life. Happy Hot Topic! Kim Kardashian put some passive-aggressive compliments to Pete Davidson, basically saying, we ain't ever getting back together. Kim Kardashian has only great things to say about her ex-boyfriend, Pete Davidson. The Kardashian star spoke highly of her former beau during her cover story for Interview Magazine. When asked about the Saturday Night Live alum, she said, he's a cutie. He's literally such a good person. They don't really make him like him anymore. I'm excited for what he has coming up. They don't make ones like him anymore, but I'm going to break up with him. It seems like all the women that date Pete are aware that he's crazy as hell, but it seems like there's something where he's probably a nice enough person where you feel like you don't want to, like, bash him. News broke last month that the reality star and the comedian had gone their separate ways Mm -hmm. after roughly nine months of dating. Yeah, it seems like that's the uh, limit for dating Pete. About nine months. E! News reported at the time that the pair had decided to just be friends. After re- Hopefully he continues to pull out and all the other women have uh, make sure that protection is used because you want to make sure the relationship is just nine months and that nothing else attached to Pete goes on for nine months. You get what I'm saying? Pregnancy. Realizing their busy schedules made a romantic relationship, quote, really difficult to maintain. That's baloney. That is utter baloney. They just weren't meant to be. It was cool for a minute. But, like, if you really want to make it work, you can make it work. With insiders adding that the two still had, quote, a lot of love and respect for each other. I think that's one-sided. She has respect for him, but you know he's not over her. I love when they say that. I love when there's a divorce. I have so much love for that person, but I dumped him. Shut up. Following their split, both Kim and Pete seem to be looking toward the future. Mm. A source told Us Weekly late last month, Pete is focusing on himself and his career right now. That's what every dude says when they get their heart completely broken. I'm working on myself. I'm working on... No, you're having panic attacks. You're going to bed. You're going on Pornhub. And then when you're done, you're crying. I'm really working on myself. And trying to make himself happy. He's got a huge career ahead of him and has a ton of irons in the fire post SNL. Man, he must be really thinking he's going to have an even bigger career, which I'm not saying he won't have, but he's already had a big career. Meanwhile, insiders tell E! News that Kim is open to meeting someone new, with one telling the outlet, 
Kim's expressed she's ready to date, but it has to be the right person who understands her life. She isn't compromising her freedom right now. I mean, I'm surprised like she's not hooking up with an NBA player right now. It's the off season. Back in April, when Kim and P were still together, Access Hollywood talked to the Skims co-founder about their romance and how happy her family was for her. Yeah, it was, that just was around forever and ever. What a long relationship that was. <laughs> Everybody loves seeing you so happy. Your family, I love talking about how happy you are. That's another thing. You learn that you never really know what's going on in relationships because it appeared like everything was good. So when they're saying, you're so happy, you're so happy. She obviously wasn't that happy. It's pretty evident. How does Pete's family feel about you? His mom's like, um, I don't know. Oh, I don't want to put words in their mouth. You know, you I'm busy putting other things in mouths. Yeah. Actually, that made no sense. I'm not going to go to break. That joke sucked. That's why I'm not a comedian. <laughs> the weekend's voice is on the mend a few days after it gave out during his concert in Los Angeles on Saturday. On Tuesday, the 32-year-old singer shared with fans on Instagram that his voice is, quote, safe and that he will resume his tour in Toronto later this month. So he had to cancel his show because he lost his voice. He's pulling a Bieber. He wants to get back out there, but he's making himself worse. Doctor says my voice is safe and with rest, I'll be solid and able to bring the show my Toronto fans are waiting for. That's the thing is he wants to get back to his hometown, but you're not healthy, brah. LA date is being worked out soon. Thank you so much for all the love and understanding that's come my way. I love you are welcome, my man. So did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Let's see. So he's next to Chris Pine and they're in the front row at his show and the video is about to explain it, but he like spits and Chris Pine's clapping and then he quits clapping. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? <laughs> it's not the only, that's not the only time he spit. <laughs> Let's just get straight to it. Yeah, it's this supposed saliva spurt that has fans asking that question. The vi I don't like when somebody punches somebody in the face unwarranted, but you can sometimes defend it. I don't know. Maybe they're attacking your daughter at a bar or something. You never know. Sometimes you can defend a punch in the face, man to a man, not when it's a man on a woman. But there's no defending spitting. Unless you're Tory Black. The viral moment going down at the Venice Film Festival. Online onlookers convinced the singer sent a big wet one sliding onto Pine's lap. There's <laughs> watermelon. But Chris's rep is here to clean up the mess, telling he... <laughs> what are they going to say? Oh yeah, he's a real douche. T, it's a ridiculous story. Well, we saw it. He spit and then you quit clapping. It's not like it's alleged. Calling it, quote, a complete fabrication and the result of an odd online illusion that is clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. Yeah. That statement only got... I don't care. This video goes on for five minutes about Harry spitting on somebody. That's just, that's journalism now. The Actually, let me finish. Let me save this uh, thing about Jackson, Mississippi to end the show with. Top Gun made $700 million. All the boomers living in the past. 
Welcome back. Did you take advantage of National Cinema Day? Saturday's special $3 tickets brought a lot of people to the theaters. And as expected, Top Gun Maverick swept the U.S. box office once again. Still. Pushing it still over the $700 million mark this summer. Good for them. Good for them. I have no intention to see it. I thought the original one I saw like three, four months ago, I thought it was absolute garbage. It's so weird. <laughs> It's just, it's so uncomfortable. Not even like a bad way. You just, I can't even believe it's a real movie. It feels like an SNL skit. It feels like I'm watching a digital short. It's like if they had digital shorts with Andy Samberg back in the 80s. That's what it felt like. It didn't seem like a real movie. All the boomers love it. It's so good. No, it's not. It's garbage. Garbage. Hey, it's Amir from Hollywood Life with your music roundup. And let's kick today off with The weekend. Unfortunately. I gotta skip over this because we just talked about the weekend. A lot of these, a lot of these news clips play the same thing. So let me uh, skip over it right here. Ah, uh, we'll get well able. <sighs> Moving on to Ariana Grande and an OnlyFans account. Hell yeah, Pete Davidson be the first to sign up. This weekend, fans called out Paige Neiman for launching an OnlyFans page, cosplaying as the Thank You Next singer. Now, for uh, those of you who might not know, Paige is a TikTok star known for her very accurate impersonations of the position singer. Oh, so she's a talentless loser who looks like Ariana and has nothing going for her. She's a Gen Z Elvis impersonator, essentially. Well, Ariana fans definitely had something to say. As one person called it one of the most disrespectful things they ever seen, and another person tweeted that Ariana... Oh, it wasn't disrespectful when she was licking donuts with Big Sean in 2015? I should send a cease and desist. How do you all feel about this, though? I don't care. 856 Hey, it's Amir for Hollywood Life with your news and entertainment, starting with Jennifer Lawrence's newest Vogue cover. The mother of two did an interview with the outlet, and she got candid about welcoming her second child, as well as how life-changing the parent experience has been. Oh, she's now, so brave! In addition to this, Jennifer confirmed her baby's gender to the outlet. Oh, cool. She also confirmed that she named him Cy, which is after the post-war American painter, Cy Twombly, who is oh, one of her- you gotta be so different, Jennifer husband cook maroni's favorite artist head over to hollywoodlife.com to read and see the cover for yourself okay switching gears to tom brady and kanye west because the nfl star is the latest celebrity to be named in yay's ongoing instagram rants as the rapper continues to go at adidas for the conflict with yeezy going mm. on tom jumped into yay's comments after the rapper posted a photo of silicon valley investor anderson horosis kanye wrote the only vc i like and cyrus alongside a screenshot of horosis photo which prompted tom to reply with quote Andresine Herosis with three 100 emojis, which is a... Oh, that's good. I'm glad Tom Brady's really busy doing the important things like responding to Kanye West on social media. <sighs> Next, I want to talk about Jewel having to pay 40 and four, $440 million for a settlement. And everybody's going up against vapes to boomers that are a part of big tobacco that don't want that to go away. And they're judging millennials for smoking vapes, even though they did cocaine in the 80s. They drank a lot. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They smoked cigarettes. Oh, but you're going to judge us for vaping? Shut up. Jewel is going to have to pay some big bucks. Yeah. After a two-year investigation about its sales practices and the marketing of its products, electronic cigarette maker Jewel Labs agreed to pay almost $400 million. Oh, you're going up this against... This will be split between 30... All right, enough. Uh, you're going up against uh, vapes, all the boomers, and saying, they're exploiting kids. They're making it look cool. 
then what was the cartoon camel you had a year you had like 20 30 years ago and all the movies that showed people smoking in the 50s shut up shut up shut up 33 states and puerto rico joel did not admit to wrongdoings as part of the settlement what are they going to do admit fault They'll be able, they will be able to admit fall when everybody has cancer in 30 years. I'm not trying to be a douche, being honest. I often wonder about that. Connecticut's attorney general explained. Jewel can no longer fund education programs in schools. Oh, good. So at least Jewel was given, I don't know where the money was going, but they were funding education practices. You have this attorney general, William Tong, saying they can't do that. Hey, you know this country is screwed when vapes put more effort into education than the actual government. Happy hour. Happy hour. Money. And like that, he's gone. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over.